Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to Shooting the Shit Podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Jimmy, Mac, Don't Smoke Crack, and <laughs> and Jordan, J. Ross. The boss. Oh. The boss. Jordan, I'm, I'm super excited. I am stoked. Guess, Are you? Guess why. I know why, though. You do know why. <laughs> you do know why. Too, bro. Today we have, we have our very first guest on the show, one of... The most high five, high five. <laughs> One of the most influential people throughout the course of my life, an old friend of mine. Uh, what is it? Creator of the of the board, of the RPG board game, Dream Chaser, owner of Imagining Games. Yeah. Yes. Pete, Pete Petrusha. Peter yes, Petrusha. Perfect. Thanks. Excellent. <laughs> Peter Petrusha. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Pete, 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 welcome to shooting the shit. Sh- welcome to shooting the shit. Pod- <laughs> welcome to the shooting the shit podcast. You got the game name right. It's perfect, but, <laughs> but I can't. I can't do what I do every week. By my, that works. That works. Hey, you know, much respect, man. You're, you're our first guest. I have to. I have to get that right. Right. <laughs> How the hell else am I supposed to do it? Anyways, welcome, man. Yes, welcome. It's good to be here. It's really good to see you. I agree, hundred percent. I know both these guys, but it's been a long time. We were talking. Maybe 12, 13 years. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, I don't even, it's, I can't believe it's been probably, I think the last time we saw each other was 10 years ago. Almost, yeah. almost to the day, ironically. Yeah, crazy. It's been, because it was my birthday. Yeah, we when, last it, when is Which your is birthday? December 20. Weeks. 20. Okay. So, I, all right, yes. Oh my God. 15 so, days. Uh, all my whole life, we joke that, like, I collect Sagittarius because my wife's birthday is the 18th. Get out and, of like, here. Growing up when I was in high school, I had, like, six of my closest friends who all had a birthday within the 13th to the 18th. Wow. And, and since then, <laughs> it just keeps growing. It's, like, literally from, like, like the 13th to the 20th something. Wow, yeah. Yeah, because, like, my best man's brother and, like, now my brother-in-law and like, all these people, my wife, and, like, it just keeps going. It's like I collect wow. Sagittarius. God bless you, man. It's a great, it's a great sign to so see. Weird. I'm a Scorpio. Yeah. You know what? Okay. It's weird, too, because Scorpios are, for some reason, very compatible with all the fire signs. It's okay. really weird. <laughs> and they're a water sign. Water sign. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I, there was a time where I looked at that like numerology stuff and I'm like I'm pretty sure it wasn't like leaning towards Sagittarius but right. <laughs> I don't know how that happened that's, okay. that happens a lot in my life too I'm an Aries and Sagittarius are actually very they're actually natural soulmates to Sagittarius oh. this is why this man right here is one of my friends <laughs> <laughs> but I attract them as well Sagittarius come out of nowhere it's just it's crazy it's weird how the universe works it like does. That. it's <laughs> crazy but um, Pete, yeah. so um, why don't you tell all of our wonderful listeners <laughs> a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, the reason I'm the special guest today is I, I made this game called A Dream Chaser, A Game of Destiny. And what's cool is it's kind of like if you play role-playing games, you understand that it's a little bit of like a choose-your-own-adventure game, okay. which is pretty cool. It's meant to be something that specifically you get to make with your friends about whatever you want it to be. And if you can imagine it, you can play it. But what does that mean to people who don't know role-playing games, right? So what's neat is, like, role-playing games are kind of like playing out your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Except for a lot of times, you're kind of stuck by being like, hey, do we want to play, like, 
an action movie today, and then you buy a game that's like an action movie, and then you, you do the best you can, but it's probably like their version of the United States, and maybe it's yeah. like 2015 or something. So there's like a learning curve, and you kind of have to like figure out how exactly you would fit into the movie that's in this thing. Yeah. So one of the big things that sucks about that is in this day and age, it's hard because these games require you to read a book. Yeah, <laughs> a lot okay. of people okay. aren't down with reading books, especially in this day and age. Like, uh, now, now, because like, how does that? Because I know uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's like I. That's something I would love to get involved in. Sure, but that's I have cool. no idea yeah. how I would even begin. But which is great. Okay, so yeah, and that's what's cool is that like these games are having like a resurgence right now. Where like one, like so it's true. cool to be like retro. Question. Yeah. Did you go to Gage's? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I wanted to go so bad. Like I'm involved with. I love RPG. Games just like that. Just let you listeners know. I'm very versed in that myself, so it's very cool that I'm actually talking to Peter. We were invited over Thanksgiving weekend to do a game, RPG game system uh, party. So I was not able to make it, but I did want to go because it's been a couple of years since I've actually done it. But just as a sidebar, just let you guys know I am versed in this. <laughs> so like, like Jimmy mentioned, like Dungeons and Dragons. So like. Just to go old school for a second, like, that's, like, the granddaddy of all these games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, back in, like, really, like, the late 70s, like, some guys who liked miniatures and, like, wargaming stuff, like Battleship, but a lot cooler and more technical, yeah. they uh, they were like, man, well, what if we were, like, making these heroes in a dungeon, and they were, like, writing these manuals that were getting longer of how to play. I name and, draw, by the way. I, yes. <laughs> and then, like, as this progressed, some people were like, well, what about, like, if my character was, like, more than just a soldier? Like, or in this case, a fighter. Maybe I'm Carl the fighter, and I'm this. And people started, like, making up more stories. Why are we in this dungeon? And it became more than just, like, some fighting game mm-hmm. of, like, killing goblins. And when that started happening, more people started saying, well, why do I have to be in a dungeon? Or why do I have to be a fighter? Or why does this have to be some medieval period? And we started seeing explosions of, like, like you said, like maybe a top secret game of, mm-hmm. like, games where you're, like, you're, like, James Bond. And, you know, blowing up to all kinds of stuff. So basically, like, I even brought a handful of different games to okay. show now well, that we're well, in this, like, sort of resurgence these right? days, people are hearing more and more about Dungeons & Dragons. But maybe your thing isn't about swords and sorcery and Merlin and that kind of stuff. Right. So what's cool is I brought a bunch of different things to give you an idea of, like, there might be something for everyone here. Because mm-hmm. that's what I believe. Okay. So, like, for example, I brought this little game called, like, The Happiest Apocalypse on Earth. <laughs> okay. And if you look at the cover, it's, like, super creepy. Oh, my gosh. And a part of a lot of these new games is, like, they're 6 by 9 There's a that's lot of so pictures. Cool. They, they're smaller. So okay, when you say 6 by 9 what does that mean? Uh, how The size of the book. It's, like, a digest size. Like, okay, so the book is essentially what the the game itself. Yeah. Or, okay. So that's literally in this case of the happiest apocalypse. Okay. Like that's completely the that's game. That's wicked. Okay. You get this book and you're gonna like go on the website. You're gonna download some some worksheets basically, okay. where you're gonna make up your own person who's at this theme park that's Truly, obviously like that a horror so version dope. of like. Um, Disney World, and you're going to have some kind of silly, wacky horror story with probably, like, you know, murderers and Mickey Mouse outfits or something. (laughs) But if that's your thing, you might be like, this is awesome. And this is a game that's geared at, like, we're going to play this, like, one night. 
it's not because one of the things with Dungeons and Dragons is like people will know oh, about yeah. is some people play it for like six years straight. Oh, yeah. you wow, know, like, like an entire one particular. Adventure. It's like Lord of the Rings, but yeah. the game, oh, so it goes God. on forever. Right, right, right. right. But some, like in some cases, Monopoly for some people. Right. But <laughs> we talked about like hours and days. We talked about so like that book was a six by nine. Okay, it's meant it's smaller. It's kind of like a you know paperback book. That's but dope. like Dungeons and Dragons is like the size of like a piece of paper like mm-hmm. so this is an eight and a half by 11 okay so this is like you know just a larger size book um this book is called tales from the loop okay this game is actually swedish okay translated in, in you know the, basically for english but it is stranger things mm-hmm. it is you want to play stranger things the game no right? kidding it's funny i was going to bring yeah. that up too Had you, <laughs> did you watch that show oh yeah yeah of course Love you did of course you did i knew you did i just i wanted to you dropped it yeah. first that's fantastic but it's funny kids in the 80s it's got yeah, like weird shit happening, right? Like, wow. It looks just yeah. like it, too. <laughs> Season three is supposed to drop next year. I'm, I wish they would have dropped it this year. Know, you know, right? some consistency. You know, they gave us a break. Wow. What, what did you <laughs> think of Season have, like, two? a break anyway? So uh, you know, what's funny is I, I thought it was really good. Obviously, not as good as the first. Yeah. And then it has the one weird episode, which, like, everyone knows when they see it. Okay. There's the one sort of, like... I want to say that the nostalgic, even the music's different, and it's all about like Eleven, and she's like just kind of hanging out with those people. Yes, yes, okay, right, like, right, right. She comes back, and then it's almost like that episode didn't almost even, didn't need to happen. Yes, exactly. I didn't even understand what. I'm that, sure it's for season three, right? We're gonna see those people come, right? Or something because they show because they did like a, it was almost a it wasn't a, okay, but she was away. Yeah, the episode started out with a flashback or something yeah. like that where they the see, I didn't the other girl was like destroying. Yeah, so oh, bro, you need to I mean, you need to get on. And there's one episode that like you're watching, you're like. What the fuck yes, just yes, happened? Yes, okay. It has been. I watched it when it first dropped. I don't. I, I have very bad memory retention. So whenever people bring up little things, bro, finish that, bro. You got your little. What are they? I know. Streaming service. Yesmovies.com. Throwing that out there. Well, it's not dot com. It's like dot co. But look it up, y'all. Best movies. You watch anything for free. We, just throw that out we, there. we don't support the league. Do we not? Pay for your service. <laughs> support your artists. I which support gets my local artists, and they're free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just blow, blowing through the rest of these. Like, yes, absolutely. Like this one is worldwide wrestling. Okay. So as you can imagine, uh-huh. like especially in a game where we're going to play pretend and we're going to act out characters and talk as if we're them. Yeah. Who wants to cut a promo, right? Like this. Uh, is, what's cool wow. about this game is it's not just about being like you know, oh, I'm better, better, I'm a better tactical wrestler than you in the ring. It's right. about the promotion. Yes. It's about winning the fans over. Oh my you know, so like, so instead of like in Dungeons and Dragons where you're going to be like a wizard and a cleric, like this game is going to be like you know, I, I'm like the fan favorite. Yeah. Or I'm the. Uh, I'm the hardcore guy, you know, so like the Mick Foley. Or I'm like, that heel who's yeah. going to sit there and talk all that I'm shit. I'm a veteran wow. of the golden boy. Oh right. my goodness, that's for the McDonald's. Right? <laughs> so like you play this in one shot and it'd be like a, like a one episode thing. Or you could play it prolonged and it'd be like you're, you're like the season of SmackDown or something, right? Yeah. And you get the ups and the downs wow. of the fan base and stuff. Oh my goodness, that just blows my mind. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, basically the, the big part here is like, and literally there's games for like Harry Potter or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Star Wars is huge. You know, there's all kinds of games for whatever your jam is, whether it's like anime or, you know, we just want to talk it out and make friends. Or um, if you want the Twilight game, there's a cool game called Monster Hearts. Okay. Where basically it's teenager teenage monsters that are all trying to have relationships with one another. Wow. They're all pulling strings at each other to like, pull favors and make things happen. And, you know, 
It's a new game called StarCraft that uses a Jenga tower, and it's about two people who are StarCraft lovers, and you play the game to see if they actually get together oh in the end. Goodness. Maybe they're like aliens, or right. one's an alien, one's a human, or or you know, or maybe it's you know uh, something about like you know LGBTQIA or something, or it can just be two people who are separated, right? And then they come together and do. Do they handle the time like Castaway or something? So, right. So anyway, wow. <laughs> the thing that's cool is this, they're just games about like immersing yourself and kind of getting to escape who you are for a little bit and pretend you're somebody else. Yeah. And, and if you want to, you can that's pretend so to be awesome. a hero or you can pretend to just be like a dick. If you're always the good guy who wow. does all the right things, you can break all the rules. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a fun way to express yourself hang out with your friends, be social, right? Because you're actually talking and doing stuff. Uh, whether maybe that's you just drink beers and you hang out, but it's something to do. But yeah, so these games, the problem though, right, is that generally some one person reads that book and then they kind of get ready so they can walk everyone like else the, doing like it. Like the showrunner, essentially. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. They usually call it like a game master. It can be okay. the dungeon yeah. master. Mm-hmm. Dungeon master, right. So bringing this all back to my game. Absolutely. Yes. There's, I forgot misspent youth, but just a cool sort of like stick it to the man. This looks dope yeah, as fuck. Okay. Like about teenagers. Not even teenagers, just people rebelling against whoever the some, man is. Some right. Yeah. So Dream Chaser, what's cool is it just tries to make it so that the book is like 100 pages. It's 6 by 9. Um, a lot of pictures. Beautiful images. It, it got nominated for a, a groundbreaker award for best art but like wow. it's meant that you read it once players never have to open a book they brainstorm together they make the game they want to play wow. like if they want to like if they want a silly game about making the perfect sandwich if they want something <laughs> about like i just want to lift thor's hammer because yeah. we see in the avengers that's impossible right right or if it's something like they love the big lebowski and they just want to get the rug back <laughs> and they know that's going to be some crazy story that ensues mm-hmm. um it makes a role-playing game really approachable and it's fun to make the characters because some people don't like that you know they sit down and they got to spend an hour getting ready or something yeah. but this way it's fun like you're all talking and brainstorming it's real creative okay yeah and it well, kind of fits your schedule the future, so imagine the boot stamping on your human face yeah. <laughs> or ever <laughs> George Orwell while you're in a show and right. somebody knocks you over and that's what I always think when I look at <laughs> no future for you with the six pencils that's <laughs> awesome love it wow that yeah. is exciting George so like what okay. what uh, how long have you has that like has Dream Chaser been like Floating around in your head. Do you remember, like, the... It's a few and a... Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, bro. You can flip through. Yeah, that's like, like I said, 106 pages. Okay. It's got, like, 37 full-color images like in. It. Wow. It's really gorgeous. Um, holy cow, man. So, I've seen a lot of this on Facebook. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And if you go to my website, it's, like, imagininggames.com. Mm-hmm. There's in the media section. Imagininggames.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're promoting right here. Yeah. If you go there, you can see there's a, there's actually, like, a, a media page that's got all the art if you want to see it. and Podcasts like this and all the little appearances I've done and stuff. Yes. Um, okay. But I think you were, you were getting to, you were just saying, like, hey, you know, so how long was this kind of, like, brewing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the little the little story the take back is that it's funny because I knew you from like thirteen. I was going to ask if it had anything. Not, so yeah, like I was in college then, and I, I really thought that like in high school I had you know the internet was happening and it was booming, and I was like I'm going to be the next dad come millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I loved these games. Like I loved these games when I was like in high school and. I just always thought to myself, there's no money in them. Yeah. There's just no money. And like, you know, because I was looking big. I was yes, like, I need, to, I need to be a millionaire. I'm sorry. These games are going to make me thousands and that's not good enough. If you're lucky too. Yeah. At least so, back then, yeah. So basically, it's funny because one day, 
you know, I hit my mid thirties and I'm like, I have a real comfortable job and I'm at a point in my life and a point in my career where I'm like, okay, this is kind of what it's going to look like. I got some extra time to devote to things that are cool or something interesting to me. And it wasn't until then that I finally just said, you know, what should I work on? And I looked at my life and I said, you love these things. They've been sitting in front of you this whole time. You have a whole collection. It's your favorite thing. And why don't you work on those? Mm. Oh, yeah, because there's not enough money. But, and it was not that issue anymore. You right. know? It was kind of like now, not being 18, but being you know in my 30s, I was like, I want to do something that makes the world that I'm thankful for better, right? Like Absolutely, these games bro. gave me so much, I wanted to give something back to these games in that industry. So um, that's kind of where it came out. Uh, the, the the concept is it's got a lot of utility. Like like I said, it's a lot about how do we get more people to play these games mm-hmm. so they can see and know what I know. Like because. Mm-hmm. A lot of my best friends came out of games like this. That's that time and that interaction you spent with them. And, you know, I'm so creative, but I'm, like, good with managing things. And what's funny with Jimmy here, like, Jimmy knows me because, like, we worked at pizza and I was a manager. But, like, a lot of those skills even come out of just being a good game master. Like, now I I talk with these industry people and they're like, dude, you want a good project manager? You find, like, a role-playing game game master. Because they got to get people motivated. they got to schedule them. they got to get them to show up. They, like, plan it. They, like, try to read how they're going to, like, enjoy something and set, set like, patterns of how the game's going to go. They try to make everyone at a table happy. You're trying to challenge them but give them, like, reasons to work together. And... Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like seriously, yeah, like for real. It's that's a that's a great. Those are great managerial oh, tools, yes. right? Oh, yes. So, um, so now, did you introduce this game at all on the the party that we were invited to this past Thanksgiving weekend? Yeah, so they they actually played it before I went to Kickstarter. So, okay. um, one of the things that's made these games very uh, popular, and one of the reasons why there's a resurgence, is obviously with the internet, a lot of tools are now more available and. We can learn how to use them yeah. because we can share information on, like, obviously YouTube videos and Google searches and stuff. But the biggest thing that's happened to board games or role-playing games, any of these tabletop games, since, like, ever, is crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so Kickstarter is the place to be when it comes to role-playing games and board games. And uh, as of, like, the last couple of years, it was the hottest market that Kickstarter had. But recently, we've, been, we've lost it to tech. More people okay. are now interested in the cool... You know, hey, look, look at this cooler. It's got speakers that fold out. And it flies. You know, yeah. So, um, and it flies. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kickstarter used to be awesome. And I mean, it still is. But, like, what's neat now is we can basically, you know, if you're selling books, you do print runs. And if you, if, the quick run through is if you do like a hundred bucks, you know, they're going to be like 90 bucks each and right. we're just throwing figures out. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you do like a thousand, they're going to be like nine bucks each. Mm-hmm. And if you do like 5,000, they're going to be like $2 each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're basically, and the price you're going to sell them for is going to be based on the market. Right. So you could tell like, Hey, if I could like that book you have in your hands, mm-hmm. is 30 bucks. Right. You know, so for a $30 book, if I could get that at like two bucks each, yeah. that's crazy. But you also don't want to end up being the guy who your garage is full exactly. of two dollar books, exactly. right? So, exactly. so you got to find out what works for you. But the nice thing is, you know, crowdfunding helps us like pre-sale, right? So we kind of have an idea of how many people are going to buy our thing, and then you could do a much more educated, like, all right, well, five hundred people uh, pre-ordered my game, so now if I get a thousand or two thousand. I know what I'm looking at, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to have at least those 500. Right. And then, based on that, you know, so I mean, some rules of thumbs are like, you know, if, if I do so many on Kickstarter, I'm clearly going to be able to do double. 
Uh, most of us can do about triple. And then, of course, if you go viral, you could do a lot more. But yeah. that's kind of like the good I, I, the eye feeling, right? So, I mean, um, you seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've been very lucky, especially as my this was my first game design. Right. Uh, you know, as an unknown publisher, we did really, really well. So, that's fantastic. Uh, and it continues to do well. So. Bro, I'm looking at this book. Right? This it's is cool. amazing. <laughs> yeah. How much time did you put into, like, designing this? Yeah, I mean, that that's right. Like, the million-dollar question. I, I have no idea. Right, right. Like, more like, than... More like, than uh, 160 yeah, hours. Yeah, right? like, like like any good <laughs> business owner, I have yes. no idea. Right? Isn't it for you? Um, it isn't it though? Yeah. My. Like even the ones that he handed me, it's like yeah. it's, it's hardcover, bro. That's phenomenal. <laughs> he stuck the game up. So you can see the cover. Though. That's why I, I dropped you the art print. Yes, right. Yeah, the studio was, uh, and the the cool thing about the front, right, is one of okay. Just to go deep for a second, right? was like one of the things with Team Chaser is that like I wanted to empower people to be creative. There you go. That's something that somebody like myself needs. Because absolutely, like we were talking about earlier. I don't know about you two, but what's really funny about today is that like when I was in high school, which was the nineties, you know, (laughs) my age, right? So um, when when I was in high school, I I hated essays. I wanted like I never wanted a proof. I didn't want the reports. I wanted multiple choice tests, right? Give me that scan yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> 20 years later, I look at the world today, and it's like we all live in a Scantron world. You are not lying. Right? Like, we're, we don't want to, like, we, we always want to be no like, wants to, yes, what are all the choices? Exactly. What are all the choices? Oh, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to have to make right. something up. I want somebody to tell me what to think about. Yeah. What are my what options? Do? What are my because, options? And I think we're so busy, right? And because we have social media, we have the phones, and we can look at the internet all the time. Like, we have so much, we don't have time to be bored. Yeah. So let alone, okay. we don't have the time to make shit. Or Because for me, what I think is like, I really am thankful that I was bored at parts of my life Absolutely. because that's where I became creative and that's mm-hmm. where I came up with shit. So one of the counterproductive things of the game is that I, I ask people in a, in a way to, I'm empowering them to be creative, which means that they're going to have to sit there and like try to like be creative. And I promise like any skill you will get better at it. It will come back yes. to you. Mm-hmm. But it's all about, you know, investing yourself. This in, game, this work. game was not a game like many others that was going to tell you, okay, you have nine classes to pick from. Here's 12 race combinations that you can have. If you pick one of those, they can fall into one of these three path careers. Like a, if you're a fighter, so you can be a guardian or, you know, a gladiator or something. Mm-hmm. This game was not a multiple choice test. Wow. It was a very easy, very, you're going to sit down and talk it out with your friends and we're going to make it up and it's going to be really, really cool. But if you want to be like the Hamburglar, you can. You know, and if you want to be the Hamburglar, and how you resolve issues is you throw hamburgers at people, yeah. or you run really fast. Like you can be that, and we don't have to like make you read a book to understand exactly how that works in the physics of this game. So, okay, which for some people, and more power to you if you like that. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that was kind of what it was. Was like right. we can make exactly what you want to be a part of. Wow, that's exactly. crazy. Yeah. So, like, if you were to do like a mock game, what is like, what is a typical, you know, play look like? Sure. You know, so basically, what it would look like would be like, so we're, we're doing this podcast right now, so it looks mm-hmm. a lot like this, okay. except for in front yeah. of us, we're all going to have a sheet of paper in front of us mm-hmm. that's going to have information of what our character is. Okay. So that when we need to go do something, like. 
let's let's talk about like Die Hard, right? Yeah. So if we were like in the Die Hard movie and you're Bruce Willis's character, and you know he's the famous scene where he jumps out the window and he swings back in. Yeah. I'm gonna you know if Jimmy's trying to do that with his character because he saw Die Hard and he's like, okay, the elevator's fucked. The stairway has been like it has police on it. I need to get one floor down because my ex-wife is down there and she's being held hostage. <laughs> the only thing I can see is out this window and there's this fire, uh, this rolled up like. Fire, fire hose. I'm going to take this. I'm going to jump through that window. It's only got so much rope. When it pulls me back, I'm going to swing and kick in through the next one. That's not something that I'm just going to be like, oh, cool. Well, you do it. Because if I did, <laughs> it's so anticlimactic, right? right? You'd be like, great. So then I just put on my Superman cape and fly out of the right. building. Holy so, cow. So the thing is, in your case, right, we need something that says... How are you going to be able to do this in a game? Which most role playing is we roll dice, right? Yeah. So there's going to be something in your character sheet that tells you, okay, what you can roll, and based on the game how it works, there's going to be a way that you're either going to succeed or you're going to fail, you're going yeah. to horribly fail, or you're going to you know have a perfect success. Right. And it, the game system is going to tell us what we're going to go towards, and then we're going to narrate that. Okay. But really what it is, it's kind of like you being a character, you're going to be like, hey, Pete, so is there a firehouse? I'm going to say, yes, there is. Okay. And you're going to be like, okay, I go over to it. How long is it? And I'm like, well, do you pull it all out? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, well, if you pull it out for a minute and there's probably like 15 feet. You're like, well, how far is the window? And you're like, well, it's two feet away. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, well, I'm going to take that hose. I'm going to tie it around my waist. And I'm going to run at the window as hard as I can. And I hope that it breaks. <laughs> and that's where I would cue roll dice, yes. right? Yes. And then okay. you, know, you horribly fail. You run into the Dong. window. Yeah, exactly. You knock yourself unconscious. Right. Oh, my God. And, I love this. And it's so awesome. Jay, Jay over here walks up and stares at you and just probably makes fun of you. But now, he's playing character. And he can do But I don't tell him what to do. He tells me what he does. I look at you and tell you that you saw this, Mm -hmm. and you say, and I go, well, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you'd have the same circumstances. You'd see him, right? (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Well, you'd have to take the hose off him because there's just the one hose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you're just talking through as if it was a movie, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. But what's neat is. So much fun, Jim. You need the the dice mechanics or something. Yeah. You need the mechanics just so that we have that sort of. Am I going to succeed or not? Absolutely. Right? Okay. If, if you watch, when you watch a movie and things happen, you need to that edge of your seat moment. Absolutely. If you know that you're always going to win a fight, it's not that interesting to play it out, right? We can probably skip it. Yeah. So sometimes that also is how we play games, too. Is we, we're going to skip maybe the travel of you getting to the diehard building. We're going to start with your ex-wife being kidnapped. Yeah. You just happening to be in the building, right? Because that's where it's interesting. Yeah. Now, you know, when we talked about some people playing for like six years, mm-hmm. they might not. They might be like, all right, everyone starts and they're in their apartments and we're going to play for a couple hours of just talking about people going through their day and kind of, you could have this, it's it's like Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. You can have the one episode or we can have the 10 episode season that makes up like the yeah. one movie, right? It just depends on how much detail you want. Okay. But yeah, because some people, like I said, it's about escapism. Some people, it's about being a hero or being something they're not. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's just about like being creative and the freedom. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, I like Mass Effect. I like Fallout, but there's still multiple choice. Okay, right? Like I like Red Dead Redemption, but I still know what's not going to happen in that game, right. right? And I still don't get to speak for my character. So this is that's the kind of stuff where like these games have that potential that's beyond that, right? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you're going to do next. You don't know what he's going to do when you do something crazy, wow. and we're all going to laugh because it's going to be exciting and yes, fun. And it is. Yeah. oh my god, I love it! No, that is exciting. I need to play a game again. <laughs> no, it's been it's been like maybe 
like I, like I was saying, I, I named out there earlier. We don't know what yeah. name drop, but I'm sure he doesn't care because he's, Nobody he's awesome. Gabe Finger. Yeah. yeah. What up, boy? <laughs> um, yeah, he's one of my dudes. Uh, I met him like five years ago. Um, regardless, um, he's a really he got me guy. into RPG yeah. games, and uh, <laughs> we we have blast doing. Like we would do like little. We would meet up. He would have people come over. Yeah. Actually, stay with him with for a little bit at a time, and uh, he had people come over, or we would go to somebody else's house, and then yeah. we would uh, that we would host, you know, get RPG games, and uh, just my experience with him, like this is really correct crazy but cool it's awesome and it actually it plays on my creative side because I'm a very creative mind and I'm always thinking of ways of doing something and doing something better and bringing something new to the table so yeah. to play a game like this or like in that respect it it, it, and it licks on the the creative aspect of my mind you know yeah. what I mean so I love it like one game we played I'm, I'm trying to think of what it's called but I actually was I brought in my the, my character was actually Ryu, which is on his wall right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And, uh, they have a Street Fighter role playing. <laughs> game. They do, yeah. But it wasn't even Street Fighter. Date, it was like a, <laughs> this game that we played. I don't know. We were we were fighting against aliens, the actual aliens, aliens of yeah. the movie franchise, aliens yeah. of Gordy Weaver. Okay. And I had we brought <laughs> I brought Ryu into the game. It was awesome, and wow. like. There was a situation where we were being attacked, and I was like, you know what? Ryu, if you guys are follow Street Fighter, anyways, <laughs> his huge power is the Dark Hondo. So, and there's also another power he does where it's like the it's like the goodness of the world. So he, yeah. he powers up, he takes all the goodness of the world, like everybody okay. that, and he's spirit dra- bomb, basically, right? Basically, basically, yeah. and. He can eliminate a lot of stuff, but the way the gauge, like, like he, the way he narrated it, it yeah. was just off the chain. Like, even that wasn't enough <laughs> to take out. Like, it took out the majority of the aliens, yeah. but we got more. Like, we were being swarmed, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do the spirit bomb, you know, <laughs> aspect, and we did that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take on the dark hardo. But then there was rules, though. He was like, you know. You got to take in the the concept and the idea that of what happens like when Ryu takes on the dark auto, yeah. it becomes mm. very vulnerable in other right. respects. You know Weakens what I mean? So, or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, but then when he wakes up from it, he doesn't know what happens. He's like, "What the hell happened?" You know what I mean? He's like, he's seeing dead aliens everywhere, but it's like there's more coming. He's like, "What? I thought what happened? What happened, guys?" You know what I mean? Wow. But it's it's so good. Like then we did another game where I. I took on this persona that my name was Clark Gable, and I was basically like, uh, <laughs> you know who Clark Gable is. Right? Yeah, but I created this character named Clark Gable. Okay. It just came to mind. But then I did. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Clark Gable. I know who that is. But anyway, <laughs> but he was like a he was a he was a I made him. He was like a detective, but he was very like he was rogue. So he would work with his team, but at times I would make him go off and do his own thing. And it's like, even like the host of the like, game, he was the host of the, the game. So he would still say like, like, bro, like, I know what your character is about, but you can't just go off canter. You know what I mean? You gotta stay, 
with the crew. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be. I know you're. He's like you're a rogue character. Your character's rogue, but he was still acting as the because he was like in the story. He was still like the captain. Like, bro, you can't be running off and doing your own yeah. thing. You need your backup. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, whatever. I'll do what I want to. But it's just, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> so, but it's just awesome. Like, dude, you got to think about it though. Like, if that was a TV show, right? That character, your character got ridden off. That's what happens. Yeah. And that, basically, that's basically what he's doing. And he, he also he's like, he did that he story. Still like all these like characters, a couple of scenes, and yeah. then all of a sudden he brought me back. I'm like, yeah, okay, Clark Gable can come back through. And <laughs> he can do what he, you know what I mean. But he, it's so awesome though. I love these games, and I, it's been like I said, that was 2013, so that was like what five years ago. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm, oh, it's sick. been so long, huh? Yeah, nothing. I was Six thinking, years ago. I was, I was making a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like right, Yo, ass. Anyways. I, I want to play. I have been so long. So when he invited us to that, I was like, in some way, yeah. especially dealing with people we talked about before <laughs> and talked about on the show. So we know I was going to invite that person too because yeah. I wanted to introduce him. It's a but great, it's like, great group, group of people. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Where are they hosted at Gage's house? Uh, uh, no. We were at uh, another friend, which is Rodney. Okay. Part of the group, yeah. So. Um, what game did you guys actually play? We played a. It's called Legend of the Five Rings. Okay. okay. So what's neat is it's a samurai game. So the the big thing of why there's so many different games, right, is a game about samurais is going to make rules that better portray what it's like to be a samurai. Mm-hmm. You could be a samurai in like Dungeons and Dragons. It just won't necessarily feel like being a samurai by playing the game. You could, as the person playing the character, you know, be like, oh, I got to follow Bushido and I have this code and I have to like thank people three times when I, you know, and I have to offer people gifts. And if I walk to another samurai, we have to fight if we ever cross paths or, you know, but I could like tell peasants that I will take over their house now because I'm a noble. I'm like an angel in this society. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons has no rules for that, right? Because it's not about being a samurai in a samurai world. Right. That's one of the big reasons for all these games. Dungeons and Dragons is like Diablo. But like you know, like it's a it's a power fantasy of like we're gonna go into dungeons, we're gonna we're gonna kill a bunch of monsters, we're gonna make a bunch of money, we're right. gonna come out and get better gear, and we're gonna go do it again. That's yeah. that, at its core is what the game was designed to be. Yeah. Now people make you know make a Game of Thrones if they want to, yeah. but the, there's a Game of Thrones game <laughs> for if you want a game that has rules that talk about political intrigue, especially with like building relationships and having leverage on people. Sometimes having rules where it's like. Do I get this person to do it over the span of nine months? What if we went a war and we have castles? Right. We need stats for the keep and the armies and what kind of soldiers we have. Dungeons and Dragons, again, they have some span- expansion stuff for that, but that's not what they're about. Right. right. Just like Street Fighter is going to have much better rules for like oh, yeah. special maneuvers, like fighting combinations, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you, you probably if it's like jab jab power punch or something, it's going to mean something. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're in Dungeon, uh, Dungeon Dragons, if you say jab jab uppercut, <laughs> oh it's all going to be the one. Let's I'm get throwing and figure out one d four is unarmed attack. Like okay. that's the, that's as far as they go with the rules, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's just why you play different games, right? You want intrigue? Well, cool. This game has like a whole process for how we find a murder scene and we start breaking it down to finding clues and what we gather and where they take us. And for the person who runs the game, it explains to them how they break it down and when they give clues. 
again, something like Dungeons and Dragons or Savage Worlds or a lot of things that aren't about that, mm-hmm. why would they, they don't want rules for everything because then that book is a thousand pages, yeah, right? Right. Yes. right? So every game does kind of figure out who their audience is, who plays this game, what do they want out of it, and that's what they try to give them, right? Okay. Yeah. So, like, and like you said, Street Fighter, right? So, if, yeah. if Street Fighter is your jam, oh yeah. So, like, like with you, uh, Jimmy, we gotta you bring we, just, we just gotta figure out what your game is, right? Yeah. Right, like, yeah. For real. He's Zelda. He's, yeah. I mean, that's what I know. I mean, he likes Dragon Ball too. Yeah. I, I, mean, I have to say, if I, I Dragon Ball Z is probable, or Dragon Ball, that that universe is probably yeah. right. okay. where I would choose to. And I don't know if I'm it. sure there's probably better games for it, but like there's a game called Big Eye Small Mouth. Okay. And we call it Besom, but it's just like a sort of catch all anime game. Okay. That obviously you Dragon Ball fits right into what yeah, it's going for. And there are some more modern games, but I I like it's like there's a maid RPG, which is just about like <laughs> ninjas <laughs> kill your master and you're the maid service that goes after <laughs> to save your master. Or there's like uh-huh. Golden Sky Stories. It's a game about friendship. Okay. It's uh, a little You've bit... you played all these games? Uh, some of them, no. Okay, I, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, uh, but you, there's, you know... Uh, no, absolutely. Ryutama no. is a game that's kind of like the Final Fantasy game. Okay. Meant to, like, we're going to be a party, and we're going to travel, and we all have our roles for when we travel, and there can be random encounters, and, you know, but it just depends what you're into, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you compare, uh, like, a video game RPG to a board game RPG? Oh, sure. Um, so, like, uh, I mean, the, the big thing about it, right, is... There, there are different mediums in there are different mediums that fit different purposes. Like okay. uh, a role playing game that you play by yourself is exactly that. It's okay. designed for what's the best experience I can give a person who's by themselves in the video game. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're just like, like Final Fantasy, basically. I don't know if any we've been talking about this new Fallout game. Uh, yeah. I haven't played it, but a lot, I, a lot no, of people, I haven't played it myself. I know people who have, but people so. are talking about it. It's a good example that like. All the fallouts before Fallout 76 were about one person playing this game. Mm-hmm. There's like rich towns with NPCs and all these people and all this story. And, you know, you can really immerse yourself, forget that you're, you know, Jimmy at your house yeah. on your couch. And you can really be like, dude, there's fucking super mutants. Yeah. <laughs> and I need right away or I'm going to die, you know. And that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. But there will be times. that draws you in and you mm-hmm. feel like you're there, like. This is my life. <laughs> right? Yeah. But For that, that moment, it's my life. You know but there mean? might be times where you're like, I like playing The Witcher, where I'm like, I love The Witcher, but there's times where I'm like, that's not what I wanted to do. Right. But all I was given was these three options. I don't and know then, what The Witcher is. It's a, it's a, it was a, a really popular game for like PS4 and, and uh, whatever, uh, okay. Xbox. But sure. like, um, it's kind of medieval fantasy, but you're like you have like you have Witcher blood. These people are like raised to like they're like genetically altered in like okay. a medieval setting to okay. kill monsters. Okay, so they have like mutations and stuff to make them faster and stronger, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Witcher is like the one guy who's like the badass one of them mm-hmm. who's been like around and uh, anyway. So it's this rich game, kind of like Skyrim, where there's okay. like, all kinds of places you can go. Yeah, but it's oh, got a really cool storyline. I've never but, I watched it. Months, Jeffrey. No, but seventy six. They're talking about how it's like there's no towns, there's no NPCs. The only story of the game is kind of like you can find the old recordings because they wanted to build an environment that was completely based on the players. So you want to talk to people. It's other people in the world that are actually players with headsets. That, so if you went role playing, you're hoping that other people are actually role playing those people. Which guess what? As you would imagine, they're not. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. all playing it as if it was Call of Duty. Like, what's up, motherfucker? You know, <laughs> like, like, I got that right away. You want that right away? Um, so, 
<laughs> the experience difference there is right. Like you might really like some of those games, but they're not as great maybe as the group thing that you could have with a group of people who are your like best friends that you will share those memories and you don't know what they're going to do. Right. And whenever the choice comes, like the, like playing that samurai game, I will know sometimes that like if I do this thing, that guy's probably going to cut me in half. Yeah. But I'm a samurai and I have a code of honor and that's more important than my life because I'm playing a samurai game and that's what's how samurai think. And even if I die, I will be more honored in the mismemory of my character. And the other players might be like, oh, yeah, it was fucking great. I was there. Yeah, he got shot with four arrows. And I was like, yeah, that sucked because that guy was like a cheat. Like, who shoots guy a samurai with arrows? Like, and the, but it'll be a story that we'll have. Yeah. The big thing with the group thing of role-playing games that's cool is like these shared memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like whether, oh, it is. Uh, one of the games we did at Gen Con last year was like eliminate my split personality. Okay, what's Gen Con? Oh, so Gen Con's the biggest tabletop. RPG focused convention okay. in the in the country, uh, maybe the world. It, it gets uh, sixty thousand unique attendees over four days. It is for the city of Indianapolis the biggest economic boom they have every year, other than wow. the Super Bowl, and that only happened one time. Wow! Yeah, yeah it brings. Uh, I always, it, you know, when you start talking millions, I'm sure it's not millions because I can't fathom. Millions of dollars, right. but I think it's, it's something like over fifty billion dollars that happens in the four days because oh of all the people do comes. So maybe it's wow. millions, and I'm stupid, but millions and billions might as well be the same thing to me. <laughs> I totally understand what you. So yes, yeah. In August slash late July, it happens every year, and it's just a place where sixty thousand people come from all over the world to play role playing games for the most My part. My goodness. Okay. Um, Continue. So, like we did a dream chaser game that I never know what it is till we sit down and wow, the players tell me. So much anxiety. Sure, but <laughs> it's designed so that like the nice thing is I didn't have to prepare anything. Okay, I yes, just sat down like yes, the you. You know, there, on the other hand, yeah. yes, there's the and you you guys make everything and then we play right away, which is really neat. So you were the table runner. Yeah. Okay. So everyone else, like a lot of these other games, I have to be like, okay, here's the characters you have. Yeah. Because this is the story, because we only have this time, and you may or may not like it, because that'll feel like a video game. Right. I I couldn't look at my world. Wow. You you told me, sorry, this is. This is the Witcher, and you are Geralt of Rivia, and you are so and so, and this is what the the mission is. There's a caravan. We got to get it from point A to point B, and that may be a great experience because mm-hmm. you still don't know what you're you're each other gonna do if you do something crazy. <laughs> like you know, you get attacked by bandits, and you go, yeah, fine, fuck it, take it, take yeah. all the shit, right. and then we, we we sell the shit and we walk away, and it's like, well, the game master is like, you were supposed to protect the caravan, right. <laughs> and now it becomes the journey of the two of your characters mm-hmm. for four hours to see what happens. <laughs> all right, now you team up with the bandits or something, but you. You couldn't do that, like yeah. in The Witcher or something. Okay, right? And the, the wow. unpredictable stuff is usually like the best stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. So one of the games they made was like eliminate my split personality. One of the one of the per, one of the players was like the person like the reporter chronicling it because okay. two of the other players were like we're two parts of the same person, but we don't know that. Oh my! Goodness. So we literally had like three players. Two people were two different parts of the same character. Wow! But when the game ended, they went to the shrink and they started pulling up all this information. Of course, they they basically told me that it, it was six cents and that the chronicler was the third personality. No it was never right. Kidding. Like it was never this person who was a reporter. They, when the chronicler realized the other two, they were all one person. Fucking a. That's when oh they all teamed God. up and they were like, "No, we did fucking murder those people, and we did do these things." <laughs> right. Wow. And then they chose. 
to walk into the street where all the cops were had been chasing him across town, and they just walked out and got you know their one united character yeah. got shot up. Oh it was like my they God. made that story. I didn't know where it was going to go. That's what <laughs> happened, and it's a really cool story about right. having that sort of sixth sense game. And that's kind of the beauty of what my game does in particular, right? Is there's there is no sixth sense game, but they made their own in mine, right? So wow, yeah, in one sitting, right? Instead of like. Going home and spending hours of planning and preparation, like they, no, we sat down, we did it, and three hours later, we had that, made all that stuff, had all those characters, had all that story, had a good time. Jesus, yeah. so, phenomenal, yeah. bro. That so is, I hope that answers your question. It oh, yeah. does. It, the the it, biggest it, thing is just the memories, man. Like yes, I you, totally you will be like you know this epic battle that you had, and it'll be like two people fighting, and somebody will say something funny, you'll be cracking up for an hour, yeah. and then like it'll happen, and the dice will happen, and you'll be like, oh, I thought I was going to win, I thought I was going to win, and then I critically failed, and the guy like, you know, used this like, uh, took lettuce and formed it into some kind of like net trap and threw it on me, and I was like, I hate vegetables. and so, <laughs> That's my one weakness. And then like, you'll find yourself five years later sitting at around the clock, fucking with that guy about like, yeah, this guy doesn't like his vegetables, right? right. And then all of you start laughing because it's an inside joke, right? It's like, it's not only, it's, and it's not only that you, like, like, for example, like I said, I took Ryu as one of my characters in one of the games, but you also bring your personality and your thoughts and your, your ideals into the game. So at the yeah. same time, People get to know you for who you are. You know what I mean. So people are like, "Oh, well, Jay doesn't like asparagus because we know that he brought that into the game." You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so awesome. I love it. And like I said, it's been so long. You know, actually. I oh, you do. Oh, my bad. No, you, you, you can pop me up real quick. Like, in fact, what is that? A number? Okay, yeah. I want another two art. <laughs> you know, and we were talking beforehand. One of the cool things that's happening too is it, like. Like, there are games that are also, like, better representing people who are of different communities. Like, you know, if you're non, uh, what, like, gender binary, and uh, non-binary, sorry. Um, and we do this, I'm a... Gender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> and what's kind of neat is that people are also using this as, like, sort of tools of, like, putting your head in different people's shoes, right? Like... So, like, when I mentioned, like, Monster Hearts earlier, it, mm. you know, there's, like, a queer game designer who made the game and wanted to make sure that people could be represented for who they want to be and what their, you know, um, sexual orientation is. And that, that's also kind of an interesting thing is, you know, a person who, you know, you could be, like, a, a straight, cis, white male or something. Right. But then, you know, like, in your case, like, having friends that are gay and such, like, it is a way for you to kind of, like, put yourself in other people's shoes and better understand people, too. No kidding. So there are some applications that are neat where, like, there's some, some even at Pizza Hut, there was some yeah. bad, bad training sessions where they're like, all right, you're going to role play a customer. Yeah. But there's some truth to all that. Yeah. Like, whether it's like in a psychiatrist hour of like, hey, let's talk about like, let's role reverse. What about if you were the doctor and I was the patient? What would you ask me? And sometimes we just need to like kind of forget who we are and be like, hey, we're both people. Like, try being something else for a while. And who knows what you can learn from that mm-hmm. which is interesting whether you know you're a boss trading shoes and being like man it's really hard to work for this company absolutely yeah. or you're a person and you're like you know you don't know what it feels like to be homosexual and like maybe you could and that's saying you could possibly do that but you could try right absolutely. no 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 I totally yeah. understand where you're coming of from of course um, like I said most of the time it's more about people having escapism and yeah. like power fantasies and stuff but yes. yeah no that's crazy yeah yeah. Um, okay. So you've also mentioned that you um, attend. What is it? You attend conventions? Is that what it is? Or yeah. You- so 
Um, there's a we're part of the indie game developer network. Your coordinator. Yeah. So okay. We have like a hundred plus members, um, and the members are either game designers or we call them game creators, just okay. to be because they and could that's be basically what you are, right? Yeah, yeah. They could be like an editor. Graphic designer, they could be a you know an app publisher, they could be a board game maker or a card game maker or yeah. just the the business mind behind one of these companies, the social media person. But loosely speaking, these are all people that help create games in this industry. So we have like a leadership team, and I'm the convention coordinator. Okay. So uh, we we basically what we do is as indie game designers were like small publishers. Okay. And if you want a booth at Gen Con, for example, it costs like two grand. Okay. So it costs you like $2,000. And that's a lot of money without having, like, you're still going to have to pay for a hotel. You're going to still have to get the shit there. You're going to have yeah, to put all absolutely. the stuff in the booth, whether it's, you know, uh, the the stands, the shelvings, the floor, everything costs money. Absolutely. You're going to staff the booth. So before you know it, all we're getting at is like, for your little 10 by 10, it can be, you know, maybe $3,000. And then obviously in a case like us, we have like a 10 by 40. So we have a very big wow. space, but we can only do that because we can pool our resources. So, um, what's neat is that convention coordinator, um, I get to kind of try to find and make new opportunities for the organization and try to keep improving our booth presence. Um, so okay. we do like Gen Con, which is the biggest. We, we do Origins Game Fair in Columbus, Ohio in June. And that's like been around since the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's the Game Manufacturers Association. Wow. But that's another big one, like 18,000 people that show up. But these are really fun events where people are just everyone there plays these games. Dude. Everyone that makes the games plays these games, right? Like, we all get together for, like, a long weekend. We hang out. Uh, you know, usually there are these big convention centers surrounded by bars and great food, and, you yeah. know, we're just kind of in and out. It's a really fun time, and you get to, especially if you make stuff, it's really neat because you get to talk to the people who play the things. Yeah. Well, you never, you made it for them, yeah. but <laughs> then they get to be like, dude, oh my God, thank you for the Friday right. nights. Like, <laughs> our this. Friday nights for the last six weeks have been awesome. This is what we're doing, and that's, that's exactly why we make the stuff, right? Oh, my so, God. Right, yeah. I mean, as an artist, right? Yes. No matter what you do, you just want to see that like people are appreciating your work. What you do? Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, like, as as the coordinator, you yeah. basically you're like the marketing. So, uh, well, like a lot of it with the convention things is like. Um, so we have to, there's a lot of logistics. That's probably the, the long short of it is that we have to set up basically what's the booth. We have to, you reserve the booth at a time, right? You have to yeah. know what the layout of the booth is going to be like. So I, you're the coordinator for your particular company for imagining games or you're for the organization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I basically then months ahead of time, I have to, you know, start talking to the group and trying to get gather like who wants to be a part of it. Who's going to buy into it. Right. How many, I have to make up a strategy for how we're going to pay for it. Goodness. So you kind of have to forecast like how many companies would we need? How many products do we assume we're going to have? This is how much space we have. How would we handle that? How do I make a pricing structure that, like, in my case, makes the companies that have the most stuff wow. not put everything in our booth? Because right. I don't want your 40 products. <laughs> because your 40 products make that guy's one product a needle in a haystack. Yeah, no kidding. So I have to make different sort of incentives in the way that, like, it's not that I don't want your 40 products. It's that I can't have them unless I had tons more space. Wow. And with the space that we have, 
this is I have to make a pricing structure, and then I have to try to get all these people in, and then get all that product information, and then try to display it in a way that sells, and then try to get, you know. So without going into every detail, right? Like product blurbs, pricing, <laughs> all the information, telling the staff so that hopefully they can help sell the stuff. Now, did you like yeah. apply for that position? Did you fall into it? Is uh, it just basically fell into it? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so um, we. Uh, we have elections every two years for the okay. leadership members. Okay. And so we have like a president, we have a treasurer, we have a convention coordinator and a membership coordinator. Okay. So those are all elected offices. Um, so I took up uh, conventions as like an interim person because that previous person had to uh, step down. Okay. So basically I, I took it over and then I just won election to keep it. So, okay. which is good because like, um, while I have great ideas for being president one day, I have a lot of stuff that I still wanted to do with conventions. Wow, that's crazy! Right? I think that there's like politics that come into oh, like, and there is, yeah, yeah it is. for sure, yeah. So, uh, well, with any any group, yes, of people. you're any absolutely group. right. You're absolutely right. If we grew. I mean, we're growing as it those is, are though, Jimmy. Yeah. So yes, I, I you saw so those? want one, by the way. Uh, these, these are for you, too. I was just going to Do you sell yeah. them, though? I do. You do yeah. sell them. Okay. And all those products are available but, on your website. Yeah. Okay. But that's amazing. These are actually, wow. they're like, I think I sell them for like so four bucks. So it's like right, bro. But then it's yeah. like. All right. All right. So you need them to play with now. Yeah. better be. okay. So these, they're slap bands. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, my God. So with the Kickstarter, we did so oh well, and one of the things you do with crowdfunding is like if you beat your goal, yeah. you start making. Which, y'all can see you these guys, yeah, phenomenally. Yeah. But you make what we and call I'm stretch. All about wristbands, so go ahead. <laughs> you make what we call stretch goals. So the idea is Dude, that with stretch goals yeah. are like. Hey, free perks for you helping me, like, bring yes, this thing. absolutely. Committing pre-sale sort of stuff. Like, hey, for that, I'm going to reward you with more stuff. So these got made as a, basically like a limited thing for the backers. And then obviously I had printed out more than what I needed. But literally I have six left. So, like, I gave you, like, two of, like, the last six, right? <laughs> and I'm so, proud. I'm proud. You, you I'm the, rock this, yes. I've kind of been hoarding the last handful of them. And I was like, fucking... Why am I... I literally have had, like, the last six for, like, you know, months because I just don't give them out anymore. Because I used to, right? Yeah. Because right. um, yeah. sometimes I'm also like, you do meet that person occasionally. You meet, like, that really super fan. You're like, all right, I got one of these for you, right? So usually yeah, I bring, like, absolutely. one with me at every convention. And I give them the one off you, right? Awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, so for you guys, like, make sure you keep, like, the band towards one of your your sides. It's the most comfortable eye because you do the middle. You might be okay. Like, my wrists are kind of... Like, that's how I find okay. the most comfortable. Okay. Like, yeah, fun, man. Actually, like, you could fucking, like, throw them at people. <laughs> I love that. Like, see that <laughs> A little bit further. So. Oh, okay. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's my wicked. Yeah, that's so wicked. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you Dude, have the rubber you have a rubber bracelet, and I, I, I could have done those. The big thing, I was like... I mean, it gives people... Yeah. This is a normal they extra. Were, they were cool. I've, I've had fat ones. Like, so you have four left currently. Yeah, I think uh, so. What are you asking for those? They're like four bucks, yeah. Four dollars. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah. you know. <laughs> you have four left. You should be asking like thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. We talked about any time fitness. Yeah. So I know the owner is Mo Molusha. Okay. Mulish. Mulish. And uh, when I was about, about six years ago, I was bathroom attending before I became full time DJ. Uh-huh. And during the time he was doing his marketing, where he started out with these size yeah. bands, the, actually his, his slogan was um, 
GFY, which was called Fuck Yourself. <laughs> that was him that started that? Yeah. Really? So I used to wear the smaller wristbands and with different colors. I got all five. Like, I was like, yeah, I want all five. I would just match them in the colors that I wore. Because I really want to go for it. Right. <laughs> so then... That shit used to piss me off, too. Bring, and I'd be like, no, fuck you. Why am I fucking myself? So then we got the fatter ones that actually say go fuck yourself with the with little finger, finger on them. Which yeah. pissed me off more. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I got the bigger one. So yeah, I'm all about that. Anyway, so yeah. Now, how did you like, dude? I will rock. Well, yeah. I will rock it when I wear green because, because <laughs> so, you know what I mean. But I will still rock this very often because I love this. Like, this is beautiful marketing. Like, I want to get some yeah. to say like Jay Ross on it or yeah. Jimmy and Jay yeah. the Shoot the Shit Podcast. We yeah. need to possibly invest in something. It's really. funny though. Um, yeah, more people. Let us know. More people are doing slap bands now. We like, might some do people slap are bands. like, hey, this is new guys. Some other game bands. did slap bands and yeah. Now it's funny what I see him now sometimes because I I like feel like I take a little credit. I'm like, yeah, I kind of brought those back a little. Oh yeah, because you know Kickstarter people are looking for stuff, and we're all looking at each other of like, well, what is so and so doing? So these are fun. They're just they they have the colors of the the original for the original Kickstarter. We didn't have the we didn't use the the same cover art that we did for the final product, right? Mm -hmm. So we we still had like a cloud theme, and it was actually that picture you took with your phone earlier. Mm-hmm. Was like what inspired those bands. Like this, okay. this was Let's like our. It was kind of our original background, and I, I can give you like the full image. You can, you know, whatever you want to do with it. But wow, the idea I think was, it's authentic though out of the book. I'm just saying you yeah. have to yeah, dream before your dreams come true. Yeah, so the idea was, and then the logo used to be kind of in the clouds. So okay. that's the color pattern of the the picture. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Go so <laughs> that, that's kind of what that where that came from. Is we call it like the teal dreams. Uh, okay, slap band. Um, so you you're asking like a hundred dollars for each? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's so freaking cool. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of the Phoenix because that's yeah. what's up right now. It's one of my favorite them. Marvel comic superheroes of all time. And, well, what's up? That's super, super. You know what I mean? Marvel yeah, I'm a super person. I, right. uh, I guess anti-hero maybe. Anti, because she Phoenix is like really a, a villain. She's not. She's a villain, but not really a villain. She just has a way of thinking. The yeah, anti-hero. anti-hero. Not, thinking. not really. She does her own thing, which is what an anti-hero is. Yes. She's yes. not a good guy or a bad or guy. Or a bad She's guy, exactly. Of, and it is live. You changed your, uh, your, your header. <laughs> live. So look at that, everybody. You guys saw it before it was said or something. <laughs> live. That's dope. That yeah. is sick. <laughs> That's what I was like. He can send me the image, and I appreciate yeah. the image in the future. But for now, I think it's more than think out of the book. So go get it, guys. Dream Chasers. Dream Chaser. A game of destiny. Dream Chaser. It is a role-playing game book, and you should go out and get it. Especially if you're into that, because I am. We're uh, together. So where is it, your game available? Yeah, so obviously my website gives me the best profits. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's where you should me. go. So that's imagininggames.com. Okay. But you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, it does come. You can't use your Prime because it comes through separate sellers. Okay. Um, and then there is a, a re- we have a distributor called Indie Press Revolution. So if you go to indiepresrevolution.com, they sell a lot of uh, other small press or indie publisher uh, indie RPGs. Mm. So what's cool is you know they have like bestsellers and stuff, and you mm. know if you're looking for cool things or seeing what's hot, you can go look there too. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, so- Pretty much. Obviously, this is local too. I know the next local convention I'm doing. So I, I do like a convention a month. So there's like obviously really big ones, but there's plenty of smaller things too. Mm-hmm. And uh, since my game is kind of creative, it, it's got some different audiences because my game does really well with like 
educators, counselors, or like screenplay people or novelists, like writers and stuff, because they can basically be like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about a world without trees. Who would you want to be in that story? And like, go. And then it's cool because you can kind of throw a concept at people and see like what people would do with it. Wow. Which is a really fun way of like working out your screenplay or working out your novel. And the characters people make in my game are very, very um, rich. Like they're, they're like characters that like people who have creative writing classes want their, their authors to make. Yeah. When you say rich, you mean like in depth or like yeah basically like heavy. it's it's not that the, the 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 character creation is like all of these steps so much there's only 10 steps but it's really that like we talk about who they are like what you were trying to make what is the goal of the game what is their goal in that story like what did they you will make this character for like what is their purpose how do they achieve things in this game? Like, do they throw money at their problems? Do they fight their way through things? Do they have a, you know, a jetpack? You come up with the three ways that they try to s- solve all of their problems, and you get to completely make that up. We've had people say, like, I have a moon-based laser. <laughs> I use my scrapbooking, and this is why it works, right? <laughs> and they have, if they have people that they know, their Literally relationships... Chase your dreams. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, if they have relationships... They, their relationships are like, why are these important to your character? Yeah. I don't care about all the bullshit stuff you have on your character sheet. What I want to know is what are one to three iconic things? Wow. Like, do you have a gold Zippo? Do you have a Pokeball? <laughs> wow. You know, like, cause, so what's cool is that people make characters and they go, this is a really cool character. And the reason why I did that was because I wanted people, as soon as they started playing, to not be like, I don't know what to do. They look at their character sheet and they go, okay, I made, you know, this person, these are the ways they solve their problems. So, like, let's just for example, right? So, let's grab like um, I had this one character in this this one game that was like a kind of a rescue the hostages was the goal of the game. Because you know, Die Hard's been the the, the theme. Yeah, right? sure. So, and I can't. I think her name's Roxy Baby, and like her goal in the game is she wants to kick someone out of like a glass window. Because she is literally, I think her, she's a double-crossed anarchist, was who she wanted to be. Okay. And, like, her strategies were, like, I don't know, it's like, fashion sense, like, explosives, or, like, I have a bomb, I think might have been what she said. Okay. Meaning, like, she's wired with explosives. Yeah. And maybe it was, like, knives or jujitsu or something, but it was, like, you know, specifically what she wants. And, like, what is she good at was, like, she had really good wisecracks. She was, like, uh... Maybe it's one-liners, but she's like snarky and she's an anarchist. So when she goes to do something and she could be better at this because she's an anarchist and she can tell me why that would help, she can re-roll. So without getting into all the details, the idea is like a person can make all these things up by just a handful of words. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that the character she does is ask you some questions to start like – putting words to the paper of what would you think would be cool for this person. But with that description, you're like, okay – She's going to walk into this building. She's going to be wired to blow. She's going to have, like, fashion to the nines, whatever that looks like. Yeah, that, how, like, it could be of any style, right? But she's going to use that to maybe distract people, to get their attention, to make them listen to her, you know. Or maybe she uses the explosive routes because you can use the explosive for all the same things, right? So the cool thing is it's just about making characters that people understand. Yeah. That have clear motivations and a reason for being there. So, okay. So, um... That was a tangent of I go to a convention. I go to a convention about every month. So like I'll be at Midwinter Gaming Convention in Milwaukee, and that's January, right? But um, if Milwaukee's too far for you, 
Um, in February, there's the Northwest Indiana Comic Con here in Cherville, and I'll be there. Where at Cherville? Yeah, where in the Cherville? Halls of St. George. Really? Yeah, I think it's the 23rd. It's a um, Saturday. December? Uh, no, February. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I okay. don't process things yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah, but then like March, I'm going to go to C2E2 in Chicago. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. Cool. Next food next at C2E2? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but Do you hear that, be- folks? <laughs> C2E2. Yeah. He has a booth at C2E2. Give me a break. So that, well, that's the Indie Game Developer Network. So I'm bringing the, for that one, we're bringing the whole network. But yeah. Okay, still. That's but fucking cool. awesome, you, man. you will find me there, and we will have a couple tables running games like Dream Chaser all weekend. I want to hear I want to hear one person who listens to this show. I want to hear Pete tell me that somebody who listens to this show showed up at his fucking booth at Comic or at uh, C2E2. Give me a break. Yeah, I really wanted to do it last year. E2 for that? For what? us? Like, we need to do like a. You should go there and do a podcast, yeah. That would be fucking mind blowing. When is it? It's February? Or. March. March. March, right? Like, yeah, what? I want to say, March? like, yeah, 1920, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that would. If you go to my website, I think it's there. Okay, yeah. Podcast, yeah. yeah. That's what I want to know. In general, is there a podcast convention? A podcast? Do Is there a convention for podcasters? Yeah, you know, I, like I could tell you conventions for podcasters that do RPGs. So you'd have to find your topic. Right, okay. for real. So yeah. an open forum. So all the random strangers yeah. in the world who get on we'll fucking get on microphones and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, you, I, I think right, generic is kind of pop culture, right? That'd yeah, probably be what basically, it, yeah. yeah we, or comedy, right? Yeah, we, we, that's how we're marked yeah. on... Yeah, that's how I marked us as comedy and like general whatever bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how I have this listed. But. Hey, it is what it is. So, okay, we're, we're at an hour three. Is there anything else that you want to tell the sure. few people who so listen the, to us? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I mean, will be amazing. So, the big thing I do is, um, you know, obviously as a game designer, I made this game in largely because I wanted to bring more people to the hobby that I love. Absolutely. So, and like I said, for all the benefits I saw in it and for all of the reasons that I love the game and for the experiences that I get that I can't find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And the friendships, honestly, that I've made through it Mm -hmm. that have lasted, you know, through time, right? Compared to a lot of other relationships you have, whether it's from work or whatever it happens. So... Um, one of the things I do is also I do something called the Tales of the 219. And the Tales of the 219 is like a Northwest Indiana-focused uh, role-playing game kind of group. Okay. And I'm on Facebook, and you go to the Facebook group. is called Tales of the 219. Cool. We're like, I don't know, 130, 140 people strong or something. But the idea is we do uh, events monthly, about every three weeks, at a different game store in the region. Okay. So we travel because we're trying to make it convenient for somebody sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. We used to interchange weekday, then weekend, but we kind of still do that, but it's not always back and forth like it was originally. Okay. But the idea is if you would like to come, you don't have to pay anything. It just You go to a store, you meet other people who love role-playing games. We will have at least myself and at least one other person, sometimes up to like six other people, and we will be like, hey, here are the two or 12 games that we are ready to run for you. You just show up, wow. play a game, free, hang out, maybe make some friends, come back again if you want to, and we give out prizes. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking A. So at least, at least yeah. follow the page if you're in the role-playing <laughs> games yeah. and see where the next show is. Where do you generally, I, obviously you said you, you switch around. So Yeah, so we were at By the Board last time, which is and a where's that? 
like Where downtown Lowell? Lowell. If okay. you go right to their main strip, like at, at their main T, it goes right. Yeah, you can run right, right to the store. <laughs> um, Adrian over there is a that wonderful. Mystery? Yeah, Mor- um, store. I don't know. Uh, Morse. Morse, Morse yeah, yeah, I do Morse know. I don't know any streets except for that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so Morse we're going to be in um, the Librarium Cafe in Hobart. In Hobart, I was, in, I was yes, I knew it on Thursday, Wednesday the nineteenth. So uh, two weeks from today, December. Yeah, okay, yeah, two Wednesday weeks from today. Would you like to go Less. and represent? And That'd be yeah. dope. That'd be dope. The Librarium, I know where that's at too. I've actually yeah. been there a couple of times. They have decent coffee. Two weeks from now, right? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's four, a little bit less than two weeks. It's 4.30 okay. to 8 p.m. So that's that's when the time's up. Yeah. What, what day of the week? Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I try to do, you know. I love Wednesdays. Adults, right? Adults, like, have busy weekends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of times I try to do, like I said, so I think it's important that we have, like, a weekday and then a weekend. But the stores are all, like. If you're going to do an event, you're going to have all these people, you should do it on a Saturday. And so sometimes i got to fight with them, and sometimes I, you know, I give them what they want. But, you know, um, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, but it's cool, man. That, that you can play exciting. Dream Chaser, or you can play like a handful of any of these things you, you saw here. Yeah. You can make requests. That's phenomenal. And for people who like are big in RPGs, they're like me, and they have hundreds <laughs> of games, or at least tens of games. And, they are, um, and most of the time, they're like, man, I'd really love to play this game, but I don't got any players. Right. Nobody wants to play superheroes with me. And this is a good opportunity for people to bring out games they like, put them on offer, they get prizes for running too, wow. and meet other people in the region that like, are super fanboys for this stuff. Yes. The big thing I, re- I really wanted to do, which is yeah. what I'm leading to, was, like, nationally, I go to all these conventions all over the country, and, like, the gaming community has changed. Like, okay. there are, you go to Gen Con, for example, there are mm-hmm. more women than men at Gen Con. Wow. There are really? so many kids. There are I so many teenagers. And, uh, you know, so you go to all these PAX conventions. Like, now PAX has a tabletop one called Unplugged. Okay. And it's just the same thing. Like, we're, there's a wide diversity, uh, whether it's the, uh, you know any any kind of gender or sexual preference or you know age, and it's not just middle aged white guys. You know? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, our local community is very rich in the way we have all these game stores. A lot of communities don't have that many game stores. Yeah, they have like one for forty miles or something. For we, have, real? we have like eight. But Yo, wow. but the big thing is like our stores lack. You know, women, children, people of different people of color, right? Like, and so I really try to do what I can to be friendly and try to find those people and bring them in. Yeah, it's hard though because, like, like we talk, internet age, people are flaky, mm-hmm. and people want to show up when everything aligns for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's really hard because, like, it's hard to get people's girlfriends, for example, unless you can get other people's girlfriends. You always have to, it's, it's like the rich dude making more money, right? Like, you're like, if you have more women, more women will show up, but it's hard. Wow. More people of color, more people of color show up, but like, real. the first person for anything is always like, nah, I'm not feeling it. You know? yeah, for so, real. So, um, that's hey, a big I'm thing. a color and Jay Ross is building. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I, I just I want to see our community have the same sort of like I want parents to bring their kids, man. You know, like I I want women to have something cool they can do and hang out with guys, like, yeah. and it'd be like not weird because right. unfortunately it is for some of these yeah. game stores. Like they're yeah. like, 
they get talked down to and they get told like they're like that's unfortunate oh I'm sorry hon this wow. is Dungeons and Dragons you sure you don't want to look at the card games wow like weird shit happens to women cause like that's cr- I can't believe that in 2018 and people, people of color a like uh, there's been game sessions where it's, it's like everyone's talking about like well you know like they're trying to skirt around like well so and so is Asian or so and so is black and it's like why does it? That, that, it's only going to stop being weird if we get everyone hanging out. You know, like wow. right. yeah, it, it doesn't it's matter. Right? Like, Crowley's yeah. not an issue. It's yeah. people come out and do what you do. Yeah. If you want to do this, do it. Support yeah. what you love. That's all I gotta say about that. So, library, <laughs> um, the nineteenth. That's a Wednesday. It's four thirty to eight. Yeah. Okay, and then we'll have something probably in Valparaiso Galactic Games next month. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah. We're just about to turn a year old. It's cool. Wow, congratulations! Awesome. Yes. What, what is so like twenty plus of these? Yeah. What is one year? What uh, is your January thirty first will be a year. Okay, for the, for cool. The group. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, of Tales of Two and Nine. Yeah. Okay. Tales of Two and Nine is an Aquarius show. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Timberlake's birthday. If you didn't know. Just saying. So, is there anything else you wanted to plug? While no, you're here? no. That's the big one because locals. You know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And man. especially like you know, uh, if 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 I haven't seen you in a lot of time, I'd love to see you. So, if there's somebody else that's a fan that knows Jimmy here or a friend Jimmy that knows me as well, I'd love to see and catch up. So. Okay, so how can uh, people follow you, reach you, get a hold sure. of you, um, everything? Let us know. Yeah, right? So depending on what your favorite uh, media of choice is, of course you can go to imagininggames.com, find all the social links there if there's something you like, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But we have a is Facebook. There, there is an uh, Instagram for yeah, Imagining Games? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I know, it's unfortunate. Actually, the Instagram has like all these art I, I tried to do something artistic, which is like I would put like different images from the book and tell you like kind of the process and the story and give you some of the sketches because I have some awesome sketches. I've like, seen, yeah, art like Check in process. Right? But um, Instagram sucks because like it's really hard to like put pictures that aren't pictures you take from your phone on. Yeah, yeah and it's really hard to write right. good stuff with like hashtags and stuff. So it's hashtags. I, 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 I pretty much stopped doing it because it's so hard. Because I had like stupid like <laughs> software programs to make it work, and they would break all the time on my, my computer to try to like hack Instagram to like let me take photos from my computer and put them on. Oh. There's, there's software out there, but it's okay. just not that good. Okay. And you break and like you're, you got to download these free game apps and all kinds of stupid stuff. So anyway, yeah. the big ones are like go to Facebook. We're imagining games at Facebook. That's the the company page. There's a Dream Chaser RPG Facebook group if you okay. just want to talk about the game. But yeah, we're on Discord. You'll see a link there if you like that. Go on. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I, I tweet quite often at, at Branner, which is V-E-M-B-R-A-N-O-R. But again, you can find all that stuff on the Imagining Games page. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so follow Pete. <laughs> and go on Imagining Games and like the page and get Dreamcatcher for God's sakes. <laughs> yes. Please and show up to uh, the librarium on yeah. the 19th of this sure. month. Play some games. And play some games. It's free, have fun, drink a coffee. And as far as, yeah, hell yeah. And, and as far as we go, we're shoot, uh, what, shoot, shooting the shit. Shooting, shooting that, the shit. Let's see if you can do it. Shooting dot the shit. Nope. Almost. <laughs> I got you. Ever, ever, dot ever. the dot shit dot cast dot. Nope. You were Gmail. close. Gmail.com. <laughs> shooting dot the dot shit dot cast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, which I, I, I implore you, please, yes. please reach out to us. Um, you can. We have a Facebook page, shooting the shit. In the background, still going up. 
Um, I'm, I, I try to tweet. I follow, what, nine people? Pete's one of them. Thank God for that, because that's once I, I said this to you, to you earlier, but that was the best decision I ever made, man, was reaching out to Pete. And yeah. thank God I did that, because this has been an amazing, amazing podcast. But other than that, I think uh, we're on Facebook, which if you were listening to this, you've likely seen it because of Facebook. So, um, yeah, reach out, get involved, follow Pete. And um, we love you. Have a good weekend. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening to the episode. Once again, real big shout out to Pete for being on the show. We appreciate it. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, Real quick, uh, Imagining Games is having a 20% off uh, everything on the website with uh, free shipping. That's right. 20% off, guys. So if you have any of those gamer friends, you don't know what to buy for this holiday season. Just uh, hit up uh, MagicTheGames.com and get 20% off and free shipping to the 31st. Yeah, uh, so head on over to that website, Pete's, and show some love. Thanks once again, you guys, and uh, we're out. Merry Christmas.